What is it they say at the start of Ali G in the house? Well, not at the start, when he's got his own radio show and you know this guy doing the chopping noises and Oh, he's going to do my head in that. If anyone listens and remembers the intro to Ali G's radio show, send it me. Because I'm going to copy that and that's how we're going to start the podcast. Hi, how are you? Welcome back to the Start Simple Podcast. We are covering a few topics this week. covering a couple of things that I've had questions from clients, a couple of things that have come up on check-ins, and then I got a question on Instagram today. So we're going to go through all those things. As always, I'm going to do that thing where I ask you to share the podcast, tag me if you listened, because it makes me very happy. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that also makes me very happy. And the fact you're even here makes me very happy. So thanks for listening. But let's get stuck straight in. So uh, the first question, why is it that I'm burning less calories? Sorry, start again. Why is it that I'm burning less calories when doing the same thing as I've done before, but I've burned 100 calories less? Now, this is a good, good question. Very good question, in fact. And there's a a couple of answers to it, to be honest with you. Now, I'm going to first and foremost talk about a quick one, which is uh, watch trackers and Apple watches or Fitbits, whatever it is that you use, because these things are not accurate. They just are not accurate it's it's a lot easier for us to measure the energy that we intake so our calorie intake and even that's difficult so even in studies where dietitians have measured or been asked to measure their own calorie intake dietitians right these are people who like me should know the calorie value of food they should know about food and they were asked to measure their intake and they were up to 500 calories off like i say this to everyone you are not accurate with tracking your calories. And that's not a fault of anybody, but you're not. You're going to have some level of inaccuracy, whether it's in how you track it, whether it's forgetting to track, whether it's food packaging not being correct, you're going to be a little bit inaccurate. However, it's still likely that you're able to more closely monitor your energy intake in a day than we are your energy output in a day. The energy output is a very difficult thing to measure, regardless of how expensive your watch is, how good your Garmin is. It's a very difficult thing to measure. So it's not something that I ever place much focus on. So very quickly to answer that question in terms of why does it say I've burned 100 calories less? It might just be the fact that your watch is inaccurate that week. Next week, it could say 100 calories more. I think, don't quote me on this figure. I think it is up to 40% inaccurate. There's a guy called Ben Carpenter. He did a really good post on this. So the first very quick answer to that is that potentially it's just inaccuracy with the watch or method that you're using to track the calories. However, there is another answer to it, and there's a more sciencey answer to it, and that's what we're going to... And do you know what? This is the exact sort of question that I started this podcast for, or these, set, like, not the guest podcast episodes, but the ones where it's just me talking. Because I, I, a lot of people online like to suck themselves off that they know big words. They really do. Like, it's a bit weird, to be honest. And a lot of PTs and coaches, they get a hard-on off the fact that they can say words that have got more than four syllables. But it's not for me that, like, most of the stuff, some of the things I'm going to talk about now, they're not necessarily relevant and not something for you to worry about. But this podcast gives me an opportunity to explain it in a bit more detail with some of the science, with some of those bigger words. Um, I don't get as excited. I just struggle to say them. That's why I slag people off for it. It's just I can't say them properly. <laughs> no, but it gives me a chance to explain things in a bit more detail for those of you that want to, to get to grips with these sort of things. But like when, I, when I'm online, when I'm on Instagram, on my stories or like my emails and stuff, this isn't the sort of stuff that I'm going to put out because, I mean, it puts me to fucking sleep saying some of them. So... <laughs> um, 
Yeah, this podcast just means that I've got somewhere to answer these questions in more detail. Anyway, this podcast is also somewhere that I can go off on tangents. Anyway, so we need to know a couple of things before we get into answering the specifics of that question. So number one is that your body, this is not going to be a shock to you, uses energy, okay? Your body uses energy on a daily basis, and we have a name for that energy. We call it ATP. Now, to make this body, to to make this body, to make this energy, or to synthesize this ATP, we have three different ways of doing that. Number one is called the phosphocreatine system. Number two is the anaerobic system, and number three is the aerobic system. And those sound lovely and exciting, but let me explain a little bit more. So phosphocreatine system is basically the amount of ATP that you've already got stored. So you can store a little bit of energy in your body to to just use if ever a tiger chases you and you need to run fast. You've got a little bit of energy stored already for that moment, but not much. It's only a short amount. It's eight to 10 seconds for an individual. It's going to depend on you and your fitness levels, but a little bit. I've given away a slight clue there. The next anaerobic is the next system that we use. So that would be without oxygen. Anaerobic just means without oxygen. And we can make some uh, more energy, some more ATP using your carbohydrate stores, your glucose stores. It's called, oh, here we go, anaerobic glycolysis. What is he doing with all these words? (laughs) I hope you're as proud as me as I am. But The anaerobic system would be our second energy system that we would use to make ATP using carbohydrate stores or glucose stores that you've got available to you. Again, that's not like an unlimited capacity depending on the individual. It could be up to a minute, could be three minutes depending on fitness levels. Another clue. And then finally, we've got your aerobic system, which is generally considered to be sort of an unlimited store because you can always get oxygen. Aerobic means using oxygen. So we can continuously take oxygen in because if you're not doing that see a doctor we have a serious issue um but we can continuously take oxygen in synthesize that and create energy create atp now this is i don't want to lose anyone so i'm going to really simplify these three systems for you now the first one i mentioned the phosphocreatine system usain bolt when he runs 100 meters uses that system yeah eight to ten seconds massive blast the second one so anaerobic where we use carbohydrates to synthesize atp and create energy the second system David Beckham is defending a corner. He then has to run up the pitch because he gets the ball and he's counter-attacking. He runs up the pitch. He crosses it in. They lose the ball. The ball comes back the other end of the pitch and Beckham runs back. He defends. He gets the ball and he runs back up the pitch. That takes two to three minutes of having to run at a bit of intensity. That's him using his anaerobic system, the second system that I mentioned. And then that third system, somebody like Mo Farah, who's doing a real... He doesn't do marathons, though, does he? But anyway, you sort of get the picture. When we're using oxygen to create that energy and maintain it for a consistent amount of time, Mo Farah's doing that. Usain Bolt, Beckham, Mo Farah, there's your free energy systems. Now, Usain Bolt could use both the aerobic system and also the anaerobic system. David Beckham could jump into the phosphocreatine system and Usain Bolt, if he needed, could go into the anaerobic system. The point being is that we can jump between these different systems that we use. This has a name as well. It's called metabolic flexibility. Metabolic just being the metabolic is just the word for consuming energy and creating energy. And it's that we can be flexible between those different three systems that we use. Okay. And that there is where we come back to the initial question about why would I burn less calories 
even though I'm doing the exact same exercise. And what could potentially be happening is because your fitness levels are improving, you're becoming metabolically adapted. So that means that as opposed to maybe where, let's take a run, for example, maybe a run was really quite difficult for you at first and you were having to blast out in your anaerobic system, really, really going for it. Whereas because you've become more metabolically adapted, because your fitness has improved, because you've continued with that type of exercise, that your body is learning to become more metabolically adapted. It's been able to stay in system two for a little bit longer. It's able to increase its aerobic capacity. So you're becoming more efficient. That's the word I'm looking for. You're becoming more efficient in the way that you are performing the exercise which think about it, it's quite normal. Like I've talked about progressive overload here before with weights and with resistance training and how over time your muscles adapt and then we need to continuously push them. It's very, very similar here is that because you're more efficient and you're better at the exercise, you're not going to require as much energy output to perform it. So again, yes, the watch could be as inaccurate as you like, However, equally, you're potentially becoming more metabolically adapted, more energy efficient, more basically better. Like it's a good thing. You're becoming fitter so that an exercise that you used to find challenging and you needed to use more energy and burn more calories, you now don't do you now don't need to do that because you're more efficient. Your fitness levels have improved. So well done you, was what I'd say to that. Okay, the next question. How to meal prep? when you hate meal prepping you're gonna love this answer you're gonna fucking love it don't meal prep i know that's mind-blowing i'm a genius if you hate meal prepping don't meal prep like it really is that simple i know that you probably think i'm being a bit sarcastic with that answer but i'm not like don't meal prep if the word hate comes into a sentence, why are you doing it? There are so many alternatives to meal prepping. Like, fucking, I know it's a really generic fitness thing, and I actually really like chicken and rice. Like, my, one of my favourite things is spicy Mexican Uncle Ben's rice with, I'll fry some chicken off with some, like, paprika or chorizo or something, and then throw in a load of spicy Mexican rice. Oh, beautiful. It takes five minutes. However, that you don't have to eat out of a Tupperware box to be healthy. Like this is such a, it's, a, it's like a, a bodybuilder thing. It's a, it's a bit of an old myth, is that you have to, to meal prep and do everything on a Sunday. I used to do it. I used to sit in my kitchen on a Sunday, making loads of meals, and then you'd come to eat something on the Wednesday or Thursday that had been sat in the fridge for four days, and it tastes rank. You don't have to meal prep. Yes, you probably need to find methods of managing your nutrition. But I had this today actually. I had a a consultation with a, a new client and she was saying how it's it's a struggle sometimes and naturally a lot of people do struggle for time in the day with whether it's kids work or anything like that and I said so why don't you just have ready meals like, what? She, and she couldn't answer that question because the same way that we feel that we have to make a meal prep we've demonized so many things that are sound like it would take you less than five minutes to have I don't know Meal prep, chop up a load of fruit on a Sunday, have a couple of yogurts in. It'd take you then five minutes to have fruit and yogurt ready. As I said, a ready meal, you could find, it's a re like, protein is finally, in my opinion, becoming quite recognised. Maybe that's my echo chamber. But protein is becoming quite recognised as a key for dieting and a key for what we need. And I think that was something that we didn't understand for a long time, or the general public didn't understand for a long time. 
But that's not the case now. If you walk into Sainsbury's, you walk into Asda, Aldi, big up Aldi, still looking for a sponsorship. But if you walk into any of those places, you'll find ready meals that are high in protein, low in calories. You can stick them in the microwave for three to five minutes. There are so many different alternatives to having to do meal prep. Again, it might not be a popular option, but a couple of pieces of fruit and a protein shake is more than adequate. And this is the thing, right? We, particularly if you're someone who's dieting, you can't expect, and I'm sorry, this is a bit of a harsh truth, I suppose, like, you can't expect every meal to be a fucking good, I swan a bit in this one, aren't I? But you can't expect every meal to be like a Jamie Oliver standard, Gordon Ramsay standard, Joe Wicks perfect meal, like, that's just not the reality of dieting and although we'd love to paint it that way and I'm the biggest advocate of you should be able to to have meals you love and meals you enjoy I'm the same I don't have particularly a great amount of time it's definitely not during the week breakfast and dinner to sit down and take half an hour 45 minutes I'd love to and um, but to be able to put that sort of time into food prep sometimes your meal choices do especially when dieting especially when dieting they need to maybe be more about and definitely not every meal of the day Definitely not. But sometimes it does have to be about ticking a box, getting some energy in, getting some protein in, getting some calories in without you overthinking, well, I need to take 30 minutes here to make my well home prepared, organically perfect meal. Because the vast majority of people do not live like that. And that's not an opportunity to have. So you don't need to meal prep. It doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes it has to be something quick, it has to be something handy, but you do not need to meal prep. And if you hate it, then you definitely don't need to do it. Um, Final bit I want to touch on, because, again, it's a funny one. I always tend to find similar similar topics come up at certain different like points throughout the year. And something that's come up a few times, and I've said to a few people this week, and actually when I was thinking about what I was going to talk about on the podcast today, I was laughing because I don't know how... But I don't think I've mentioned the book Atomic Habits on my podcast. And considering I basically live my life based on everything that's in that book, highly recommend you go and read it. Uh, it's mental that I've not spoken about in my podcast. But there is a, there's a story, and it's, a, it's at the very start of that book. I've read it a few times, I know it quite well. There's a story, and it's about the Olympic cycling team. Uh, and in the build-up to 2012 Olympics, I think. That was when they smashed it on it. Um, and it was how they sort of had an overview and they, they were looking at, right, at the moment we're not doing too well. What do we need to improve so that we can get better? And instead of trying to do this crazy big overhaul of everything within the team because they were close, instead of that, they went in with a theory of how can I be 1% better? And I'm talking, they painted the inside of the van that was carrying the bikes so it was white so that they would see any black dust that was being carried, where in the past, because the van was black, black dust didn't show as easy. They changed, I think it was something like, something as small as the ingraining on a brake pad, or something, read the book, basically, they'll tell it better than I do. But my point being, they didn't go for this crazy overhaul and get a completely new bike. They just looked for these small incremental changes to make themselves 1% better. And they implemented those changes, and over a period of time, they kept on implementing every day. How can I get 1% better? I think they did something with the helmets. There was loads of little small 1% changes that on its own maybe doesn't look like it's making a big difference. But then they went to the Olympics and they cleaned up. 
and all that is off that theory of 1% better. And the reason I'm telling you this is because this is what I've hammered home to a few people this week. You are not going to, I mean, I'd love it if you were, listen, I will buzz off the fact if you were listening to this podcast now and you're like, actually, I'm the perfect human and I'm never going to do anything wrong and I can do everything amazingly. Crack on, mate. Like, if you're still listening, I'm shocked. But, but most people, that's not the case. And sometimes realising that you don't need to go for this. I don't know, like, people go to extremes and thinking that they have to have this massive overhaul. Something I did this morning was take somebody's day of eating and without changing a single meal, didn't change a single meal, I was able to reduce their day of eating by a thousand calories. Not a single thing of what they actually consumed changed. We looked at portion sizes, we looked at food replacements, but nothing actually changed. And it's these small 1% changes that can literally be the difference between now and in 12 months' time. You listening to my podcast then, because I guarantee I will be doing one every single week until then. But that's the difference between now and then and you actually getting phenomenal results. And it's not exciting that because you're not going to see these things every single day. I had another person who checked in this morning and I showed her a pictures for the first time in I think three months between the pictures and she couldn't believe it. And she hasn't done anything dramatic, hadn't done anything dramatic or crazy, but because she's been consistent and stuck to these little small wins that we can get and every week focused on what's optimal for us that week, what's the 1% we can find that week. And that 1% for you today could be uh, going out and listening to this podcast on a walk. It's a bit late now, we're 20 minutes in, you should have started 20 minutes ago, but that 1% for you could be just going and getting extra steps in. That 1% for you could be just making one meal home cooked. That 1% for you could be not worrying about meal prep, but just having a quick ready meal. That 1% for you could be not worrying about the calories burnt on your watch. That 1% for you could be just getting an extra rep in on every single exercise you do today. Small incremental changes, and I swear, not physically swear because I'm trying not to, but I swear the progress and the difference that you would make, that everyone would make, if they implemented that level of change, and I say that level like it's a big thing. It's not. It's 1%. But the difference and the feelings and the rewards that you would get off doing that are unreal. And that's a good note to end this on. 20 minutes. Sound like it. Hope you enjoyed this episode, people. As always, it does help. God, I, I feel I can feel that I went a little bit northern then. Because now I'm just ending and doing the outro. I can feel how fast I was just speaking. I'm sorry. I, for me, sometimes I listen to a podcast on a faster speed. Maybe for this one, you should listen to it on a slower speed. Um, but no, that I, when I start talking faster, because I mean something so strongly, and I do mean it, like 1% is everything. Anyway, if you've listened, please tag, please share it on your Instagrams. Tell your best friend. Put it in your WhatsApp groups. I don't care where it goes. Please share it. Let me know what you thought. Leave a review, and I will see you next week.